0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good to see all of you made it. You came out in the ice and the snow. A little winter here today. If you're watching by live stream, we're glad you're with us. If you need a Bible, why don't you raise your hand? Our ushers would gladly put the Word of God in your hand. Once you get a Bible, go with me the book of Matthew, chapter 18. You've seen here, we are on a fast. And so as they're getting you the Bible in your hand or you're turning to Matthew 18, uh, every one of us, you know, at times we do New Year's resolutions and most people say those resolutions may start in early January, but they're already broken by the end of January. And so my prayer is today is that we don't just do physical things for our New Year's resolution but there'll be some spiritual goals. And one of the way that that takes place is I believe when people begin to learn to fast and to pray. Now, when we talk about fast, you, you can fast TV, you can fast social media, those are all good things. But when you look up the word fast, it will, it will highlight to go without specific food for a specific time. And that is something that I encourage you to figure out what you're gonna do, but I ask you to do something. Whether it's a one-day full fast, whether it's a week full fast, whether you're going on a Daniel fast, which is to go without meats, breads, and sweets, which is a lot difficult than you think it is. Don't kid thyself. But we highlight the fast because it's interesting to me, you can take a physical discipline or a physical exercise, and see spiritual results. And if you've never done this, I encourage you again to do something. And I I think about just what I just said, to do a physical discipline or physical exercise to have spiritual results. Well, if we backed up, I told you to go to Matthew 18. In Matthew 17, the Lord Jesus, he he tells his disciples some things based on a young person that was uh, epileptic. And they couldn't cast this demon out, and they asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast him out? And and this is Matthew 17, 21. The Lord Jesus himself said, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. So there are certain things in the spirit realm that only take place when human beings become disciplined enough to pray and to fast. So if there's things that I can do to cause the spiritual realm to move toward me, is there things I can do that restrict the spiritual realm? And those are some of the things I believe we're gonna talk about again today. But I wanna highlight, the fast is to fast and pray, or to fast and get into times where you seek God in the word. If fasting was just going without food, that's nothing more than dieting, okay? And some of us after the holidays, we could do a little bit of that. I didn't call anybody by name, so throw your stones down, all right? So we begin here this morning with the opportunity to see God break through. And even before I get going, let, let me just share this a little bit. My, my desire in my life is that I, I grow a little deeper. I, I, I follow God a little more strongly. And I stay a little longer in his presence than I've ever been before. And so if in your life right now, you're struggling in areas. Maybe you're, you're lukewarm. Maybe you're stagnant. May, maybe you feel like I'm just stuck in this certain type of funk and I can't get out. Maybe you have some carnal problems that your flesh dominates you. I really believe that by fasting, that it opens the doors to a move of God, and you can study all through the book of Daniel and see those things. So it's gonna look a little different here when we start, but I'm going somewhere with this. Matthew 18, verse seven. Woe to the world because of offenses. Now, that word offenses actually has a meaning of a stumbling block. Something that could cause me to live wounded. You know, the word offense also has the meaning. It, it is a cause to influence you to sin, to get off track. And he goes on to say, for offenses must come. They, they must come. Actually, the cross-reference of that is Luke 17, verse 1, which said, offenses are going to come. Every one of us in this room are going to have to deal with offenses that mostly pertain to unforgiveness, stumbling blocks that get us off track. Now, if offenses must come, then the question we got to ask ourselves is, what do I do biblically when they come? Because they're going to come. And if you notice here, this was red letter words. This was Jesus' words. And so what happens oftentimes when offenses come, our human nature is we replay them over and over in our minds. How many of you have ever done that? Things that people have done, I replay them over and over and over. And then before long, I talk about them over and over and over. And if I don't deal with them in a biblical way before long, my heart begins to become very hard and then we have to deal with the thing called the root of bitterness. And when we get over into the root of bitterness, it actually has the meaning, it will cause you to deliberately turn away from God. So when I look at all this, what I'm seeing right here, talking about here, I can fast and pray day by day by day to start 2022. But I will see zero breakthrough if I allow fences to not be dealt with in a biblical way. I don't care who we are. This is what happens. Turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and so as you're turning back there to Matthew 5, I can become right or I become reconciled. I can become heard or I become healed. And so where we're going with this this morning is I must understand biblical forgiveness and also how to live with healthy boundaries. Now, I can just tell you, the enemy's goal is to always divide and conquer, and one of his greatest tools that he uses to divide and conquer human beings is unforgiveness. Now, you're going to begin to see some things here. We go to the book of Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7, is all called the Sermon on the Mount. And you get on these things called Beatitudes or Beatitudes that Jesus talks about. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, Jesus, every time I read this, causes me to put my seatbelt on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So get ready, let let Jesus' words really instruct us here today. Matthew 5, verse 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy or hate the one who hates you. Now it's interesting that Jesus says, now you've heard this, love and hate, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. Verse 44. But I say to you. Now when Jesus says, I say to you, this overrides any of the things you've heard. I've got to live by Jesus's word. So he said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Now, when he says love your enemies, this is not a matter of sentiment alone. Love your enemies. Do you know the word love is a verb. You know what that means? You're gonna have to do something. And it's interesting that Jesus says, Love your enemies. Now, Jesus wouldn't tell us to do something that he hadn't already done, or Jesus wouldn't tell us to do something that he's not gonna help us do. And so the Bible tells us that it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit will help us, okay? He will help us to love our enemies. Do you know in in, uh, Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, you get into the fruit of the Spirit One of the fruit that I say, Lord, I need a double dose is self-control. Self-control to me is learning to live by kingdom discipline. When I say, Father God, grace me to live a disciplined life. And so when I say self-control, instead of replaying the offenses, the hurts in my mind over and over, instead of yakking and yakking, I say, Lord, I need your help. That's where you're going to see this morning that God will even grace us in these areas. So the very first thing the Lord Jesus said is, love your enemies. Was Jesus really serious about that or was he just kidding? He's serious. Now he goes to tell us some of the ways we love our enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Do good to those who hate you. I'm sitting there looking at that just early this morning. And this thought came to me real quick. And this is how I get God thoughts. Do you know people in your life that hate your guts? (laughs) They, They hate me. And if we were to inventory, every one of us would have someone who would say, they hate me. But isn't it interesting that the Lord Jesus says, and do good to those who hate you. Now, I told you to buckle your seatbelt because some of the stuff he tells us to do, sometimes I look and I think, surely he's not serious about this. But surely he is. He goes on to say, and pray for those who spitefully use you And persecute you now when I look at some of the wording in there he says we are to love we are to bless we are to speak great things best wishes toward people and he ends with and we are to pray for those who spitefully use us and persecute us So every one of us in here, we're going to fall in this category whether we felt betrayed, whether we felt abused, whether we felt gossiped about. And the last one's very very good too. Have you ever felt like someone, all they did was spitefully used me and persecuted me? And so it's very interesting what Jesus says in this, this passage right here. And when I read this, I have the thought, I can stay bitter, I can justify or rationalize my actions, and what I mean by justifying and rationalizing my actions, I can plot revenge, how many of have ever plotted revenge? How many of you stayed up at night in your bed and waited in your bed before you could ever fall asleep and you begin to plot on how you could take revenge against a person? Let me help you with that. All of us have done those things. And so when I say that, there are no exemption status to this. None of us in this room are exempt from this. So about a month ago, often on Tuesdays, before Tuesday night prayer, I start taking a list or I start writing a list of things we need to pray for. And so there was a Tuesday that I was looking at the board and if you'll fill out your prayer cards or call us, your name is up there. We pray for those. And so I'm looking at the board on all the people's names up there and I'm writing them down and da, 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 da. And so I asked some of them in the office, is there anybody I'm missing? Well, one of the ladies said, you're missing so-and-so. And when she said, you're missing so-and-so, I just didn't think this. I said it out of my mouth. I'm not praying for that person. All they do is spitefully use me. That's all they do. The only time they want prayer is is when things are going wrong in their life. All they do is spitefully use me. And so they all kind of looked at me. And I walked out. Well, I drive home and sometimes I like to work out in the evenings and so I was working out before I came back to prayer. And the Lord began to deal with me. And he said, so you only pray for those ones that agree with you, that like you, that you feel like they qualify under your standards. And so again, when I speak to the Lord, I start rationalizing and justifying. Well, Lord, this is why I'm not gonna pray for this person. And the Lord keeps dealing with my heart. So we get to Tuesday night prayer and I prayed for that person. And the next day, one of the ladies in the office who heard me say, I won't pray for that person. They said, so you prayed for that person. I said, how do you know I prayed for them? And they said, well, my husband asked me what was wrong with that person because you prayed for them and he heard you mention their name. Well, I realized real quick, I'm not exempt from this. You're not exempt from this. Something happens when I begin to obey what the Lord Jesus said. I cannot plot revenge. I cannot hold on to these things. Do you know the message translation says for verse 44, it says, let them bring out the best in you. Meaning, don't let them bring out the worst in you. Let them bring out the best in you. So you know what one of my prayers was? I said, Father God, grace me with that area of my life in 2022. Grace me that they cause the best to come out of me, not the worst. Not easy here where we're going with this. Verse 45, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. Now the only way I become the son like my father is in heaven is for me actually to model and to do what he said to do. And every one of us in here would love to be known as sons or daughters of the most high. So he said that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For God makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. So just as God indiscriminately sends rain and sunshine upon the just and the unjust, So a disciple of Jesus must be indiscriminate in their extension of love to all people. This is another one of those verses I look and think, does he really expect me to live this way? He does. Verse 47. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Do not even the lowest of the low, do they not even do that? Verse 48, therefore you shall be perfect. Therefore you shall be perfect. That word perfect has the meaning grow up grow up and it also has the meaning to be whole, completely and fully mature, lacking nothing and well-rounded. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So the emphasis on the command to be perfect is not in a flawless moral nature But in an all inclusive love that seeks the good of all. So, why are you talking about this today? Weren't we talking about a fast? Well, I believe this is something that we got to get a hold of because, again, I said earlier, you can fast and pray all you want, but if I carry around unforgiveness, if I don't obey what Jesus said, my 2022 will look just like my 2021. It'll look just like my 2020. And if you've had the root of bitterness in your life for a period of time, it'll look like 2019, it'll look like 2018, because what happens is we restrict God from Him doing what He desires to do for us. If this was easy, everybody would be doing it. Turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter number 11. So as you're turning to the book of Mark, a a fruitful life is not by chance or accident, but it's a result of my choices, right choices that reflect my principles, my values, my standards. And my principles, my values, and my standards, they all go off of what the Lord Jesus said. Every bit of those things that he talked about. I believe the Lord Jesus wants to help us. Father, God wants to grace us in these areas. Now pay close attention here to these words. Mark 11, verse 25. And whenever you, now notice here, there'll be many times he'll talk about you. Jesus's words again, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Why? That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So when he says, when you stand praying, one thought of prayer is this, you have not because you ask not. So God desires for us to pray. So when we're in this posture of prayer, It's not just about asking. That is a huge part. But the big thing that comes off of this to me is your heart right. Because if your heart's not right, if you notice what he said, he said that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So a condition of prevailing prayer is a forgiving spirit which is a must. I must have and live with a forgiving spirit. Verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So when you see what you we, we, he take or wants to take place here, I must give forgiveness in order to receive forgiveness. And when I walk in forgiveness, it can rewrite my future. But when I choose not to walk in forgiveness, it restricts what God wants to do in my life. Actually. It puts everything on hold. So you know what God's saying? I wanna do this for you, but until you release this person, I can't do for you what you want me to do. Ow. So something begins to happen when I say out of my mouth, Father God, I forgive them. Father God, I ask you to forgive them the Lord Jesus did that on the cross. Remember, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Then the, the, the man of God named Stephen in Acts 6, he said the same thing. They're stoning you to death. And he said, Father, forgive them. And when I look at that, I think, wow, how am I doing with those things? How are you doing with those things? Turn with me back into Matthew chapter 11. And so where we're heading with this today, not only are we going on a church-wide fast, but I believe just in my prayer times that the Lord is wanting us to fast forgiveness. And what I mean by that is he wants us to start 2022 and he wants every one of us in this room and every one of you on live stream get my heart right in this area. And I believe why I'm saying we fast forgiveness right here, where every day that while you're fasting and praying, I believe God is wanting to put on every one of us a garment of forgiveness. That as many as you left the house this morning, you put on a coat. Well, when you leave your house every morning, this, this entire week, I believe God's saying, Put on the garment of forgiveness. And what God's desire is this, is we start this year and we we take notice that we do not allow the, the root of bitterness, unforgiveness to attach itself to us. So God's saying, I want you to marinate in forgiveness. There's stuff I desire to do for each one of you in 2022, but you restrict me as long as you keep a hold of this forgiveness that you will not release it. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, which is a choice, all you who labor and are heavy laden. You're tired, you're worn out, you're weary. And part of the reason of that is you've tried to do life your way. How many of you ever tried to do life my way instead of God's way? And guess what he just said? He said, you're gonna live in a perpetual state of weary and you're gonna labor. It's gonna be a grind day after day after. It's really, really, really gonna be uphill. But he said this, come to me all you labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. You know why? Because I cast all my burdens. I cast all my life on the Lord and say, here, but part of this is, is for me to experience the rest that he desires. I've got to get rid of this unforgiveness. He goes on to say in verse 29, take my yoke upon you Do you know one translation says, for his yoke, it's rhythms of his grace. Take my grace upon you. Do you know the word yoke has the meaning? It enables obedience. A grace of obedience. Now, let me ask you something. How many of you could use a grace of obedience? If I can stand truthful before you, I need a double portion of that. I welcome a grace of obedience on my life that not only do I hear what he's saying, but Lord Jesus, I welcome your rhythms of grace that your grace would empower me to obey you. He said, take my yoke upon me and learn from me. Learn my ways. Don't learn your ways. Learn from me. For I am gentle, which means meek, and I am lowly or humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He ends in verse 30 and he says, For my yoke is easy. That word easy there means pleasant, it means good, it means comfortable, it means suitable, it means serviceable. And he says, and my burden is light. So guess what he's telling us? I've got to start learning to do things Jesus' way. Help me, Lord Jesus, help me. So when it comes to this area of forgiveness, remember there, everything the Lord said in the beatitude there in Matthew 5? He said, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. If I would just begin to obey what he said, my life would start changing. If I would just begin to start praying for him, I'm gonna be very truthful. There's times in my life that I begin to pray for people and I didn't wanna pray for them. I mean, it's like the Lord had to get a pry bar just to open my mouth. It took everything within me to bless them instead of curse them. To pray for those who despitefully use me and persecute me. There's times I would come in here and I would say, Lord, I don't want to pray for them. And I've told this to the Lord before. I'll pray for them. I'll pray that their brakes go out when they're going down a hill. Can I just be truthful to you? I'm serious. I didn't want to pray for him. No, nothing within me wanted to pray for him. Really, the only prayer I wanted to pray for him is Father God, send Brutus, the guy from the mafia, and let him whack him right in the kneecap. Get him. Get him. Get him. But I would begin to walk and I would say Father God bless them today touch their heart with your peace touch their heart with your joy Father God everything that I've asked for me and the people that I like and the people that I love do the same thing for them but even more And there were times my little head would just twist. I think, Father God, I'm, I'm praying those things. But in my heart, I really don't want those things to happen. But the discipline to pray that day by day by day would begin to work in me. And you know what the tale of the tape was? When I'd run into them in Walmart I didn't go down another aisle. I knew God was working in me. That I continued to pray for, him. Lord bless him, bless him, bless him. Now listen, when it comes to forgiving people, we need to learn biblical forgiveness, but also healthy boundaries. When someone has has wronged you and ugly, God's not telling you to do life with them. God's not telling you to go on vacation with them. God's not telling you to go on a picnic at the park. That's not what he's saying, okay? He's telling something needs to shift within my heart that I know that when I pray for them, that I'm just not praying now, but it's sincerity. It's like, Father God, bless them. Bless them. Turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 25. Ezekiel, chapter 25. And I'm just going to tell you, you may ask where Ezekiel is. You'll go to um, Jeremiah, Lamentations, then Ezekiel. If you've gone to Daniel, gone just a little too far. Ezekiel 25. As you're turning there, I'm going to be on this next week. This, this was so profound to me that the Lord said, so you got to stay on this. And the reason, again, I, I want to highlight this. God wants breakthrough in every one of our lives. He, he wants, and, and I sense this, that he wants to move early in 2022 with some of you. So don't restrict what God wants to do by hanging on to unforgiveness. This illustration here in the Bible is so powerful. And what, before I even start reading here in this, in Ezekiel 25, when I have unforgiveness and bitterness in my heart, some of the symptoms that may locate that is I'm spiritually dry. God seems really far away. Do you know another symptom of the root of bitterness within you is you're very critical. Am I the only one in the room that's very critical at times or are some of you that way too? I don't wanna be that way. I don't wanna live that way this year. And so what happens is I become a prisoner of pain A self-imposed prisoner. Watch this passage here because this this is incredible how it'll teach us. Ezekiel 25 verse 15. Thus says the Lord God, because. Now I want you to note there's a because factor. Notice the because there. Because the Philistines dealt vengefully And they took vengeance. Literally stated right here, they plotted revenge. One translation says they plotted bitter revenge. Maybe that highlights you right now. Something again, he said offenses are gonna come. To everyone, it's what we do with them. And when I hang on to them, I begin to plot bitter revenge. If it's the last thing I do, I'll get even with them. I don't care what it takes in life. I don't care if it's five years, if it's the last. Have you ever thought that or said that? He goes on to say with a spiteful heart, a spiteful soul. When he said a spiteful heart within the Greek, it has this meaning, it took control of them. It dominated them, a spiteful heart. And remember what the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 5, 4, 4, pray for those who spitefully use you. A spiteful heart, a heart of malice, or better yet, ill will to destroy. So the end result or the end goal of the Philistines in this situation was, you know what? I want them destroyed. Now you can do that. You can live that way, but it's a life of depression, it's a life of pain, and you'll never walk in the things of God. So he says to destroy because. Now the first because was they plotted revenge. I want you to see the second because of the old hatred. Better stated, perpetual hatred. So when you see the word old hatred, you know what that means? It's been around a long time. It's made its home within you. The old hatred See, again, I I highlight something here. None of us are exempt from this. Lord, grace me to be loving, kind, and tenderhearted. Grace me, Father God, to start this year. Marinate me in your forgiveness. Grace me. To to release all of this to you, Father God. Verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God. Now notice how many times he says, I. I will stretch out my hand against the Philistine. I will cut off the Cherethites and destroy the remnant of the seacoast. I will execute great vengeance on them with furious rebukes, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I lie my vengeance upon them. Do you know that vengeance is God's? It's not mine. So something happens when I walk in forgiveness and I turn all of it over and I say, here you go, Father God, it's you. What you do with it is up to you, but I'm no longer God. I'm no longer gonna take your place and plot vengeance. I'm no longer gonna destroy, I'm no... See, this is one of those ones on the fast that I looked and I said, Lord, are you sure this is what you want us to to speak on in this? And he said, yeah. One of the daily affirmations in my own life is I say this. Grace me today, Father God, that I'm quick to repent and I'm not easily offended. Offenses are going to come. Just get on the loop. Offenses are going to come. Just go to Walmart. Offenses are going to come. So the Lord said, I want to prepare your heart. This is how I begin to deal with them. This is how I keep my heart tender. I'm going to ask you to stand up here today just bow your head right there where you're at you know one's destiny may be determined by the choices for that day one's destiny may be determined by the choices of that day And so the first thing I believe is just significant for all of us is that we repent to God. And I welcome you to do that right here today where you stand here and say, Father God, I, I, I repent. I repent for harboring unforgiveness. I, I repent for allowing... A root of bitterness to spring up. And Father God, today, I forgive that person or those persons. Father God, I, I release them. You know what? You, you, know, you know what's in your heart. And you may tell the Lord by name. You may say, Father God, I, I forgive Uncle Buck. I, I forgive Judy with the bad attitude. I forgive her. I, I forgive the person that, that wronged me. I, I forgive them, Father God. And, and I release them into your arms. I release all this to you, Father God. And on this first Sunday of, of January of 2022, I ask you to do a work in my heart. The Lord, I even start this morning right now. I bless those who've cursed me. I pray for those who've, who've spitefully used me and persecuted me unjustly. Father God, I, I welcome you to go to work in my life in 2022. Go to work in my life. Grace me not to restrict you from doing what you desire to do. And you know, just in ending here, I'm going to welcome you to come down here because again none of us are exempt from offenses coming but if you want to come down here and say Lord I need fresh grace in this area I, I need your help in this area and you may be one of those e- Ezekiel 25's where I, I got a spiteful heart. I've had I've had that same thought to destroy and maybe this defines you I got old hatred in me and I don't want to go another year like this Lord I I need help today marinate me in forgiveness and so I'm going to have our team play here I welcome you to come down here, okay? I I promise you, I really, really sense God saying, come on, come on, let me move in your life this year. My yoke is easy, my burden's light if you'll just do it my way. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at FaithChurchLubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.